sure as God made green apples, someday the Chicago Cubs are going to be in the World Series. Here's the 0-1. This is going to be a tough play. Play it. The Cubs win the World Series. You are locked on Cubs. Your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. But we didn't come here to drink beer. We came here to win this ball game. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I said to the Uber boy, I said, take me out with the crowd. What's going on, Cubs fans? You are listening to Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Sean Sears, and today's episode is brought to you by BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON and get yourself 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com using promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. On today's episode, we're talking through the Blake Snell trade to the Padres as uh, it was reported throughout last week and a little bit after Christmas at the Cubs and Padres have been talking specifically about you Darvish. Um, we're going to talk about how this trade affects the Cubs because it kind of hurts them in multiple ways, sadly. Um, and why maybe the Cubs couldn't come to a deal with the Padres for Darvish. Um, I will say we're going to talk through this episode a little bit. I was getting some reports um, from some sources and talked to a few reporters as well on Saturday and, and yesterday, Sunday, um, a bunch to the point where I, I thought we might be breaking some news Sunday, um, actually. But things didn't quite come together. We'll talk about that more here as this episode of Lockdown Cubs. We're going to be talking about this for the first and second segment. Um, we're going to talk about the Snell deal, and then we'll talk about how the Snell deal impacts the Cubs more so than just a partner losing someone to trade you Darvish with. So, But with all of that, make sure you're subscribed to whatever podcast app you use, whether that's Google, Apple, Spotify. Make sure you subscribe, leave a five-star review, and then make sure you follow us on Twitter at Cubs. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. So, um, yeah, the Padres have traded for Blake Snell. Um, and just kind of not necessarily out of left field, out of nowhere, we'd heard the race had been floating around the idea that um, Blake Snell might be available and uh, – we assumed, I mean, the Rays are one of those teams that is just always looking to capitalize on value um, and have since essentially their window opened in 2008. So it isn't surprising by any means whatsoever that the Rays are moving on from a guy who won the Cy Young Award just a year or so ago. So um, what, what do you make out of this here? So the deal specifically, it is Blake Snell going from Tampa Bay to San Diego in return for Luis Patino who is one of the Padres' top pitching prospects next to Mackenzie Gore, who we've heard pretty much is off off the table entirely. Uh, catchers Francisco Mejia and Blake Hunt, and then right-handed pitching prospect Cole Wilcox. Um, obviously, big piece here is Luis Patino. He's going to be probably an ace for the, for the Rays and a guy that's still a couple years away, but very talented. Um, the two catchers, Francisco Mejia and Blake Hunt. Mejia, obviously a veteran, has been proving himself a little bit in San Diego. Blake Hunt's a guy that San Diego very much liked. They were coming up with a, uh, you know, thought thought he was coming up well through their system and thought he had the potential to eventually make it to the major league roster at some point. Rays felt the same way and have been really hot on catchers, so that isn't super surprising. Um, it is now. I mean, this is like. 
I mean, in an ESPN article talking about this trade, uh, they mentioned the history of trading top pitchers, guys like James Shields, David Price, Chris Archer. If you want to throw Matt Garza in the mix there too, I guess you could as well. Um, but now Blake Snell being traded. This is interesting because the Padres and the Cubs had reportedly been in conversations about you Darvish and had been for you know, at least a couple weeks now, we'd heard their names both being intertwined with more and more reporters coming out and providing a few more details here and there saying this is happening. Here are some of the discussions. It makes perfect sense from the Cubs side of things because the Padres have one of the best uh, prospect systems, best farm systems in baseball right now. And they do have a ton of talent on the, the hitting side and the pitching side. So it made sense for the Cubs. Um, in terms of what the Padres were getting back, a guy in you Darvish, who is an NLSI young runner up. There's a ton of interest in him on the West coast for some reason. Um, but uh, obviously a talented guy who, who would probably slide right into the front of their rotation. You get that in Blake Snell, maybe not quite as proven after a somewhat iffy 2020 season. Uh, but this is still a guy that pitched in the world series was on the AL pennant team and is clearly been one of the best and most consistent pitchers in baseball the last couple of years outside of this 2020 and 2019 was was really good but he had moments where he didn't look so great there either too some postseason uh moments i remember too from snell so um you know it it it, it was kind of like you were looking at Darvish as a guy who in the moment was probably a better pitcher than Blake Snell. Um, but long-term wise, you compare the two. Blake Snell, 28 years old, uh, obviously coming off a down 2020 season, but has been one of the best, if not the best pitcher for Tampa Bay these last couple of years. Um, gives the Padres a legit ace in the front of their lineup and, and or rotation and gives them another moment or two to develop some of these other arms and let a guy like Mackenzie Gore, who who is projected to be a part of this rotation potentially this year, um, not necessarily have to take on all that, you know, the pressure of being you know, the guy in that rotation. You've got a Blake Snell. You've got Mike Clevenger now. So um, those I, I could see why Snell is a little more appealing to the Padres, but I think the biggest difference really between this deal for what for what the Rays were able to provide the Padres or what the Padres and coincidentally were able to give to the Rays was just not quite what the Cubs were I guess willing to do and I I think the biggest difference really is that Darvish is going to make somewhere closer to 60 million over the next three years where Snell is going to make somewhere around 38 maybe 40 million um there's a big jump in price point there close to 20 million dollars you also look at the age. Darvish is going to head into his age 35 season. Snell just turned 20, is turned 28. Will be his, this will be his age 28 season. Um, you know, a lot of less mileage. There isn't a Tommy John surgery to worry about with Darvish. And, you know, for what it's worth, Darvish is just a couple years away from not quite figuring it out. Um, you know, it seems like a lot. It took him a moment to really get adjusted in Chicago. He's not a, a different pitcher maybe than he was in you know, with the Rangers or the Dodgers than he is with the Cubs now outside of he's, he's way more comfortable, maybe throwing more pitches. But um, if you have to like look at what the Padres window is, Snell obviously extends that window, whereas Darvish probably puts you in win now mode for the next couple of years. Um, who moves you over the needle more, I guess, in that NL in the NL West? Probably Darvish right now because the Dodgers are so good. But long term wise, the Padres have quite a few pitchers coming through here if Mackenzie Gore is everything everyone expects him to be. Um, 
Blake Snell is your third or fourth option in a couple of years isn't too bad, especially when you're talking about a 30, 31 year old Blake Snell pairing with a, a 22 year old Mackenzie Gore. So it, it makes sense on the Padres side of things. Now, what gets interesting is I heard quite a bit of smoke and, and rumors from sources and reporters this weekend communicating with a couple guys these last few days and, uh, the Cubs and Padres were very much in conversations. I can confirm that. Um, I heard two names that had popped out from uh, the Padres side. It would be guys the Cubs were interested in. Outfielder Robert Hassel, who is the Padres' first overall pick this year. An outfielder, he's a number eight overall pick. Um, batted 423 of 14 home runs as a junior last year. Uh, there a couple of years ago. The other arm, I, or the other name I heard was Ryan Weathers, a right-handed thrower. Or excuse me, throws left-handed, bats right-handed. Um, a left-handed arm, a guy who's probably a third or fourth starter potential. Um, he's also a f- former first-round pick, the number seventh overall pick in the 2018 draft. So, I mean, these are some big names. I wasn't able to confirm these actually the actual turn with anyone besides one source. So I, I'm just putting it out there just to get you an idea of what the Cubs were looking for. Hassel and Weathers were the two names I heard. And those were the only type of returns I was able to hear from what the Padres were offering. Now, on the Cubs side, I did also hear that Craig Kimbrell could have possibly been involved in this deal. You know, who knows? I heard it a couple times. I wouldn't take it for anything. Like, obviously, guys, if I didn't, if I thought this was anything more than just kind of rumor, I would have maybe thrown it out there. And I thought about doing it a couple times yesterday on Sunday. But I, I didn't believe any of this enough to really dive into this and, and say this is for certain being talked about and happening. What I am trying to show you guys now, though, at least, is just an idea of what the Cubs are looking for in return for you, Darvish. It's two top prospects from from the, uh, the, the Padres. Two arms, or two guys, yeah, obviously an arm and a bat. That would be very, I mean, if we if that was the return for you, Darvish, I wouldn't be upset. Um the other weird wrinkle to this is that there was a there was some talk that there could have been a third team involved in this deal. I, I'd heard the Rangers were that team. I did have a source. I did ask them specifically about that. They said they went and approached someone from the Rangers and asked him about a deal with the Cubs and Padres and if they had any you know any involvement in that. And they basically said they'd heard this deal. They knew what my guy was talking about, but they couldn't tell us specifically what the return back was yet simply because the Cubs and Padres hadn't gone too far enough into conversations for the Rangers to really get involved. So in other words, the Cubs hadn't finalized their deal for them to figure out how they could come into play in the situation. So I think the biggest thing to take away from all this is that the Cubs are having conversations. They are willing to get into the nitty gritty, and they were starting that process with the Padres. But from what I can tell, simply put, the Padres did not want to take on that much money for you, Darvish, at 34 years old, when they could have a deal with the Rays, get back something talented in terms of a guy in Blake Snell while also trading, you know, a top pitching prospect and some good catching options. Um, you know, they felt more comfortable with that, I think, simply because there was a $20, $22 million difference between Snell and Darvish, and you're talking about a six-year age difference. And ultimately, Snell's not a guy with Tommy John surgery. So I, I think those risks just seemed more attractive for, for the Padres. And they felt more comfortable giving up a guy like Patero uh, to, to get a guy like Snell. And I, I think if you're, if you're trying to trade a top prospect and you want something back, getting Blake Snell back is about 
the best you could do in terms of getting a known commodity back. Obviously, down 2020 season, but still, Blake Snell is very talented, and at 28 years old, you're not necessarily worried about him not producing his 2020 numbers as you are more so looking at 2019, 2018, seeing the consistency and saying this guy, even if he is taking a step back, doesn't have to be a superstar to be really good in this rotation. So I think that's really what it comes down to. I think the asking price for the Cubs is relatively high as it should be for Darvish. Um, but I also think, too, that there's a lot of teams who is as talented as and, and great as Darvish is, the concerns for them terms of what comes after these next couple of years is real because Darvish is 34 coming off Tommy John surgery. You can't look at that and say you're incredibly confident and Darvish continuing to put out the type of numbers he has for, for more than a couple more seasons, there's going to be some regression coming and Darvish while having all this, these tons of pitches to work through and whatnot is very, is, is very much a guy that could be high maintenance at times. We saw it in 2018 with the Cubs for a little bit and, when things aren't quite exactly right, it affects him. So I think he's worked past that in Chicago. Who knows if he's able to do the same thing for another team. Maybe that process starts over again. These are real concerns that teams have. But ultimately, it's that teams don't want to meet the asking price for Darvish right now, which apparently is two top 10 prospects, two first-round picks. Uh, and uh, they're, they're, they're concerned about the, the money aspect of Darvish because while that's still a reasonable deal, the Padres clearly had a deal in the wings for a guy like Blake Snell ready to go because this didn't just all of a sudden come together after they couldn't put it together with the Cubs. So I um, I don't know. I uh, I don't know what to make of all this, but ultimately I, I, I think it's clear that the Cubs are, are trying to move Darvish and trying to do something with him more so with anyone because the interest in Chris Bryant has died down. Wilson Contreras to the Rays might have just died as well with this trade. We'll dive into more of that in the second segment here on Locked On Cubs. Hey guys, Sean Sears here from Locked On Cubs to talk to you guys about Built Bar. Built Bar is one of the best tasting browsing bars I've ever had. I know I talk to you guys about this all the time, but Built Bar is not only one of the best tasting protein bars with flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, lemon almond cheesecake. It's a new one I've been trying. Uh, those are all new flavors, but they've got their original flavors too, like peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie. I love mint brownie. That's been my breakfast of choice the last couple of years, or a couple of years, a couple of months now. But the bars are 100% covered in chocolate, super easy to chew, soft. But the best thing about them is they're healthy. They're great for the health conscious guy, uh, losing weight, whether that's losing, maintaining weight, it's a nice treat to indulge yourself with. They're low calorie, low sugar, high fiber, high protein. It's great for the keto diet if you're trying to lose weight during uh, quarantine here right now. But take, for instance, the uh, cherry baraka. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. That is incredibly healthy for you. Is good for you, obviously, but also tastes really good. It's a nice snack to have throughout the day. It's better than me chewing on, like, I don't know, a donut. I'm a big fan of goldfish and chips and crackers. It's nice to be able to just eat one of these protein bars. I'm relatively full. I don't snack throughout the day, and I'm ready to eat dinner later on in the day. It's nice. I don't spoil my meal, and my girlfriend doesn't get mad at me when I don't want to eat the dinner she just made. But <laughs> Built Bar has the promo code locked on to get yourself 20% off your next order. So you head to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on. You save yourself 20% off your next order of Built Bars. They're delicious, they're nutritious, they're easy to bring anywhere on the go, great snack for work from home. Head to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN, save yourself 20% off, and give these guys a shout-out. They've been doing awesome work for the Lockdown Network and are making some of the best protein bars you'll ever have. 
Are we ready for some football? College football heads into a bowl season, and there are some big matchups this weekend. NFL regular season is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming clearer. There's only one place that has you covered, and the one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. But with NFL games coming up, obviously tons of college football, we've got NBA starting officially. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code LOCKDOWN to receive 50% off on your welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partners at BetOnline underscore AG on social media to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and use promo code LOCKDOWN when you sign up for your bonus. So as I teased here in the first segment here, this Rays deal that I kind of thrown out here, maybe not an actual deal, but the idea that the Rays were interested in a guy like uh, Wilson Contreras. And they, they have been for, for two off seasons, it seems like now. And that makes sense. They've, they've needed a catcher and Contreras fills in well there. He could play DH. He could play catcher for a good amount of those games. But his bat would be something that would be a huge plus for him and his catching ability for the race. Um, that deal probably died. That's that's probably not happening now with Francisco Messia uh, heading there along with Blake Hunt. That that pretty much closes the door on that trade too. So the Cubs kind of in one fell swoop lost two real trade options with this deal with the Padres because the Padres aren't going to trade for a pitcher now. They're definitely not going to trade for you, Darvish, at this time. Um, and they're probably not, you know, the Rays are not going to be as interested in a catcher now. So Two deals kind of just fell off the table for the Cubs. So now you have to re-look, re-examine things and figure out who's interested in Darvish again and who could possibly be a good trade candidate. There are teams like the the Athletics, the A's, um, the Angels, and I, I know as well, I believe there's another West Coast team as well interested in Darvish, but um, I think it's San Francisco. But in terms of like what um, those guys would be able to offer back, there's not as much as attractive prospects and none of those teams are really as able as the Padres were to maybe absorb some of the salary from Darvish. Um, three years, 60 million isn't a lot of money for you, Darvish. Um, but for teams that are not trying to spend money and know simply that the Cubs also aren't trying to spend money and need to cut salary, uh, they're not just going to roll over for a deal. And I, I think a lot of teams are, are pushing hard on the Cubs fully offloading that the salary of you, Darvish. And I don't think the Cubs want to trade him if they're not getting salary relief and something tangible back for the future. And it's just tough to find that deal that's correlating right now. It felt like the Padres were one of those teams where you could do that. Theoretically, you could trade you Darvish and and get prospects back and also allow them to take a good amount of that salary. If not all of it, close to 90% of it, you know, maybe the Cubs pay a portion of that salary for the next couple of years. But even then that's a big chunk of money coming off the books that saves them money. The Padres aren't willing to play ball there. If the Cubs get those prospects back and still pay Darvish, that doesn't quite solve the issue for them. They still have, you know, a problem with their payroll then. So in terms of the race side of things, uh, that deal's done. Uh, I, don't, I don't think a Contreras deal to the race is going to make much sense, but there are options. There are teams that want catching options. There are guys on the free agent market, and um, once those deals die down, maybe the Cubs can find something of a partner with with Contreras, and maybe there are teams that will, as the offseason goes on, decide that they are winners and they do want to push harder for a guy like Darvish and maybe would be willing to eat more salary if it takes down the cost of prospect for the Cubs. And I think that's something they would still consider too. So um, it it sucks because this Padres deal kind of really throws a thorn into the side of the Cubs potential deals that they had on, on, on the table, at least, at least from what we were able to, 
surmise from looking at the tea leaves here. So, but ultimately, a team's going to be interested in you, Darvish. There's going to be someone out there that identifies themselves as contenders and and thinks that they can put together a deal for him. It's just whether or not the Cubs can see that this deal solves the need for the future and solves the need of saving money in the immediate future. So uh, again, threading the needle. Um, We'll have to see. I wouldn't be surprised if Chris Bryant rumors pick up again. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Cubs kind of put everyone on the out there again and get feelers and restart their things because these conversations with the Padres were very real and, and we're getting to the point where they seemed very serious, especially if the Rangers knew something about this and were getting ready to be involved in a three team deal. Um, you know, that doesn't, a third team doesn't get called or it doesn't, you know, interest is engaged from a third team unless something real is happening. So conversations got close, it sounds like. But again, like we see with a lot of these deals, they fall apart at the end of the day because of money. And that's really the Cubs' biggest need right now. They need to save money um, and they need to make sure they're in a better place for the future. It's going to be tough to do that. But of course, right as I'm about to sign off on the show, there's a report coming out from Dennis Lynn of The Athletic saying that uh, the despite the Padres still acquiring Blake Snell, that they are still very much interested in and you uh, Darvish and the Cubs. And the tweet coming out here just a few minutes ago, after landing Blake Snell, the Padres are in deep talks to acquire you Darvish from the Cubs. Sources tell PJ Mooney and Todd of Sharma, myself. If the deal is completed, multiple players would head to Chicago. Darvish has been a target for the Padres since early in the offseason. It's well-documented history here. A.J. Perler was in, was key in scouting and recruiting Darvish for the Rangers. So, obviously, there's a relationship there, but what in the world is going on? <laughs> this sounds like the deal now that, we, that I was hearing about all weekend, which is crazy. But I think it's important here. I did hear from a source. It does sound like this is still a money issue. And that the Padres still planning plan on going full in, all in on Ha Song Kim, the shortstop that everyone's obsessed with from the KBL. Padres were reported today to being one of the favorites, and it sounds like they should potentially sign him. They could potentially sign him. It sounds like they're the favorites. So if they do sign Kim, it that pretty much closes the door entirely on a U Darvish acquisition. But if the Cubs were to trade for you, Darvish, it sounds like the two players' names you want to keep an eye on right now, Robert Hassel, the number eight overall pick from this year's draft, and Ryan Weathers, a left-handed pitcher, the number seven overall pick in 2018. Those are the two names I'm hearing. Craig Kimbrell could be involved in this deal as well. Obviously, past uh, time spent in San Diego, so familiar there. Uh, who knows? <laughs> we'll have to get an eye, a better idea of what's going on. Um in the next few days, but it does sound like even though that the Padres have acquired Snell, they are not out on you, Darvish, and that is fantastic news for the Cubs. We're threading the needle again here through 2020, so stick around for more here on Lockdown Cubs here, guys, but we appreciate you guys listening. There'll be two more episodes coming out this week. We'll be talking more about some rumors. We'll get Ryan Davis's thoughts on what options the Cubs may have now and kind of go from there, but we appreciate you guys sticking around. As always, make sure you subscribe, leave a five-star review. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Cubs. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean R. Sears. But thanks for tuning in to your guys' daily Cubs podcast. Enjoy the rest of your day, and as always, go Cubs.